Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash saint14project. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Oh, she thick. <laughs> I know. Can we get rewind? I would like to know who. My hunter. My hunter lady and destiny is thick. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Although there was some, there was he's pouring his Brita filter. Yeah, yeah, you gotta stay hydrated. You gotta stay hydrated. You know, there was some. It's so live, brother. Hello and welcome to the Saint 14 Project Podcast. I am Sentinel Dad, also known as Alex, one of your hosts, and with me as always is Bell Bunny, Average Joe, Dr. Goku, and Hatchy Dave. What's up, dudes? What's up, buddy? Hey, everyone. (laughs) How's everyone's uh, Manscaped going? (laughs) Great. High and tight. There you go. And speaking of Manscaped, joining us this week. <laughs> Fantastic. Artist went. in the gaming community. <laughs> Manscaped extraordinaire. Mark right. Sawyer. What's up, my brother? Not much. Just I'm trying to shave it to the shape of a small animal. <laughs> speaking of Richard here. <laughs> How many times can we hear the story before we think it's true? How many times? <laughs> How have you been? Uh, great. Doing really yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. arting a lot. That's about it lately. Awesome. Farting a lot? Arting. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm doing, doing art. <laughs> Fart arting. arting. I just blame the dog. It's fine. <laughs> and, then, oh, and then so it's like, you don't have a dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Awesome. Well, we are glad you're here. For those that no, don't. Me. Of course. Uh, been looking forward to it. I know we've been, uh, me and Joe have been talking about it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, since, been... s- since we started the podcast, I, like, we, we have a whole list of people we wanted to eventually get on the show. And we've ticked them off one by one. And then you're like that rare white elk that we can. Uh, <laughs> I've been elusive, but not on purpose. It's just life has been ridiculous. So <laughs> manscaping we... takes time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. To do yeah. it right. It takes time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not an electric toothbrush you hear. <laughs> There's about 12 ways you can take that. <laughs> All right. For those that haven't started listening to another podcast, um, Mark, for those that don't know you, um, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone, here, everyone here knows me too well already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, move on. Go, go listen to Singer Showman. No, um, like, wh- wh- who are you? What do you do? Um, uh, also, uh, tell people about your, your awesome, your awesome alternate Instagram that most people don't know. Oh, right. Yeah. So I've, um, I'm a weird artist in the Destiny community. I, uh, I make, um, 
you know, mashup art, I guess I would call it. Uh, I posted a throwback Thursday today that was Jake the Doggo class. So it was yes. if Jake the dog, you know, made himself into the shape of the class. So it's that kind of thing. Just weird, silly stuff. Um, and then um, I also have well, been doing that since year one. Uh, in fact, Bell, you were one of my first Twitter friends way back in year one. Yeah, you and Remy and uh, and Ryan from Planet Destiny were like my first three friends. So, uh, you know, back in back in vanilla, you know, when when all that was going on. So, but yeah, so that's that's been going on a long time, and uh, I've done a lot of different series, and you know that that kind of meld things into Destiny. Uh, the Destiny universe or take the Destiny universe out like into Renaissance paintings and that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so that's been a lot of fun. And then I've always done art. I think I'm coming up on 20 years. I've been an artist. So um, that's, that's been uh, the biggest part of my life uh, for those 20 years, the biggest escape that I've, I've had. So if you're interested in seeing that, um, you know, all my Twitter and, and Instagram tags are Mark Square underscore, but then my regular art life is all Mark Wilhelm underscore. So, and I do an art blog uh, called uh, at DishesAndDragons.com. So it's kind of still a little bit nerdy, but that's you know my ceramics and abstract paintings and that kind of stuff too. So, so have you always infused um, like the nerd and video game culture into your art, um, or, or is that something that kind of evolved? It kind of evolved. Um, so like as my personality was, you know, what you'll find if you, if you start doing art, you're, you're almost just doing what you think people are expecting to see. And then eventually you start being yourself a little bit more and more of your personality gets injected into your art. Um, and I've had quite a few turning points. Um, I have a, uh, my blog post that I'm working on for this next, uh, Monday is about one of those turning points. I had a, a large piece that was called Mermaid Interrupted and it had like a, a mermaid picking up trash on the seafloor. And I had a whole, there was a whole solo show I did called Apocalypse Meow that was about, do you, you know, the, the destruction of the planet basically. And, uh, but in the background of that painting, there was one, there was a crab, a few of them wearing soup cans instead of shells. And so when I saw that, I realized that everything I was trying to say in that entire show was boiled down in this one back, like side character. So after I realized that, I was like, you know, this is kind of comical and weird, uh, more so than usual. Uh, but then I started focusing on those side characters and the, 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 the juxtaposition of two different things to really tell a story. And that was kind of where a lot of even the destiny art started, uh, kind of was inspired by that taking two things that make you think and putting them together. Awesome. So, yeah. Always been a nerd, though. That's just... <laughs> I have two are fantastic, I, that I got from last year's stream. I have the uh, the oh. Ikora and the Cade. Oh, okay. The, um... <clears throat> was it... The, that was the Elf on the Shelf series? Is that what you're talking about? No, the Renaissance one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That was... I was in the fashion show clan, you know, with DMG, and that was, uh, you know, the, the series that I did for them. Oh, yeah. And there's the, uh... The Sepix Perfected, is that? Yes, oh, it is. Sepix Respected, that's the one, yeah. yeah. This so. is the piece that my wife keeps trying to steal out of my office to hang into the house. <laughs> I told really? The other day, oh, yeah, I told Mark the other day, uh, my wife come into the office, and she sees that I'm starting to hang everything up, and every time she comes in, she's like, I want that. <laughs> she was like art shopping. Like, that she's like this yeah. one, and then one other, and both of them are uh, ironically ones that Mark did. She wants for inside the house, and she even says she's like, "Out of everything you have, those are the only two that I actually want." In, I want that you know, Brian Monkus. 
behind you. That's the one I want. Oh, the Titan one? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. He's so good. That, that one is uh, – Brian actually signed that for me. Uh, I actually have another one. When he first released it back like two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I have another one in over here. I'll mail it to you. <clears throat> what? No, you won't. Just, yes, I will. Of course Don't I will. Don't do that. You I know can't. where you live. <laughs> <laughs> it's so threatening. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. That's amazing. I told oh. you I got to get you a housewarming gift. That'll be it. That's true. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a move, so um, I will be splitting my time between here and Savannah, Georgia. If there's any guardians in the area, you know. Uh, well, that's Atlanta, right? Aren't you in Atlanta? Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah, yeah it's like, like four or five hours, something like that. Uh, three and a half. Oh, okay. I feel like Sam will just, just volunteer to help you move. <laughs> I'm hiring movers for that. I am lazy AF. There is no way. Oh, yeah, I ain't doing it. No. 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 We're not there yet. I did put some things in the like box. you. See. Oh, you, you did box some stuff? Something. Just, uh, you know, books and things like that. But then they have to lift them out. Once books go into that box, it's sitting right there until it's time to move. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are uh, super glad you are here, finally. Thanks. Um, but this week, a little uh, summary of what we're going to be talking about the show this week. Uh, Dr. Goku is going to be taking us through, um, uh, for our mental health topic, uh, OCD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Um, and we're going to have an awesome character analysis later on, which will be interesting. It, it um, be. Um, but what have we all been playing? Uh, Mark, what have you been playing lately? <clears throat> a little bit of Hearthstone, I guess. <laughs> Super casual. I haven't played Destiny in a while. Um, I miss my my buddy Triton. We always play in the mornings, but I haven't been able to. I've just I've been traveling for about the last month, and uh, so Hearthstone's on the road. And you know, I, and I downloaded the the Division Two beta on hotel Wi-Fi. It took a while. Oh, no. It took a while. <laughs> and uh, I played that, and it's amazing. Like it is I, so good. They, me, yeah. and, me and oh. Dave, Dave were playing it a little bit. It's so oh, good. Oh man, it feels so good. And just the way that you move through the map and, and you know, I, it's funny, like I, there's a lot of people in, in the clan that I'm in that are really into the division one and they know like apparently the cover system broke down in, in the first one, whereas like it wasn't beneficial to use it. Somehow they could do this weird thing where they're moving funny and things aren't hitting. I don't know. It was like watching yeah. you know, from the Matrix. It was ridiculous. But I still played the Division 1 that way. I was the guy hiding behind cover, like even though I guess I wasn't supposed to be. But in Division 2, it works so good. And it's so smooth. They, they made uh, so many improvements to it. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm stoked for it. Super <laughs> a fan. Yeah, so yeah, that's on my radar for future gaming. That, game, that feeling that the movement makes you feel like you're such a badass all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I heard it's the so other improvements. Smooth. Yeah. I heard the other improvements. Uh, the, uh, the heavy armored ads aren't bullet sponge really anymore. Uh, you can one shot now and shooting any enemies that have helmets, it'll actually break the helmet off yeah. and, and create a weak spot in them. It, mm-hmm. it definitely sounds like everything like that. They, change from the first one to this one has really brought the game around. Yeah. I mean, I, the menus were a little much for me, you know, in the uh, kind of the common areas and everything, we would go to the main hub. It was just too much, too much for me, but it's more RP. Yeah. I mean, in like, if, if you, if, if you're trying to like describe the division as someone that doesn't know anything about it or has never played it, like, like when you're doing like DPS, you, 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 
you got to pretend you got to imagine that it's an RPG. Uh, but no, awesome. Um, Bell, what, what have you been playing? Um, a lot of Apex, <laughs> a lot. Of Apex. Yeah, I've seen you hitting that grind. Yeah, I've got about seven wins under my belt now. I think. Nice. Wow. I mean, what? I don't know. <laughs> Holy mackerel! That's the one where you you die and you start over. Yeah, right? it's a battle royale, right? You've won. Oh, yeah. Like team won seven times. <laughs> Mark's like, what? Yeah, I've so gotten big zero. <laughs> I've gotten one. <laughs> And it was. Doesn't uh, it feel so good when it happens? Oh, dude! Though? Like, it's w- like w- because a- me, me, and one of my streaming buddies uh, down here in Atlanta, we 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 were playing a match, and I think I streamed it too. And um, we didn't expect to win, but like we we got paired up with this random person, and we're like, okay. But like halfway through the match, you're like, I think this guy knows what he's doing. This guy's you start following so, that person, and you do what they do. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> follow, we, like he. That's one of the things I like about Apex is that like you can kind of direct your teammates, and it's. I more, love the ping so system. Much, I wish I love, all games. I loved had your that. tweet earlier today. That was hilarious. Oh! Um, but no, but <laughs> so we were just kind of like following him around more or less, and then um, and they're like, oh damn, there's only like two other teams left, and the two other teams were fighting each other, and so like we. We like flanked both of them, and then like there was one guy left. I'm like, where is he? And they came, they kind of moved in front of me, and I dropped my controller. And when my controller hit the ground, it killed them, and we won. Oh, no way! Oh wow! No. <laughs> That's unlikely. I played. That's amazing. I, I played yeah. a few matches, but I jumped right in. Like I also on hotel Wi-Fi, and I jumped in with some guys from my clan, and and I didn't do the tutorial. So somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of a giant firefight, I pull out. Something that's not a gun. Uh, I don't know what it was, and I just. Wait, kept, who were you playing as? Uh, the um, the hunter, of course, because you know he's called a hunter. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I just kept like using it on myself, and I was like trying to help them, and you know, uh, <laughs> what's happening? It was not a good impression, you know. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I did not play the tutorial. <laughs> you were I mean, the healthiest person in the whole. That's game. like the one, the one. Thing, <laughs> that's like the one thing I wish that they did is so, like you know, in Overwatch, when you go into like their tutorial thing, you can play as each different hero to test out yeah. all of their stuff. They don't do that in Apex. The tutorial always defaults you to the um, one particular hero, so you never really get to learn the other ones in a non-combat. I kind of like that though, because uh, it makes you learn like, it. Makes you learn it in an, in an organic way. And like I, it, true. I just I feel like the problem is especially if you pick it up later than other people. There's this big learning curve on top of that. Then right, like there's but, already people who have established how to play. So now you're learning how to play the basic part of the game and not knowing the character at all. It's more, and my thing is, it's more. So there's two characters that are locked at the beginning of the game, and you have to choose to spend either actual money or in-game currency that you earn over a period of time to unlock one, and you don't get to test out either one of them ahead of time to know who you want to spend your money on. Yeah, but keep in mind, this is the game that they released the day they announced it. Oh, no, I give them... I mean, I'm super impressed that a game actually got away with, like, not being, being leaked and not being promoted all over the place and then blowing up as big as it did. It's... I don't know. Yeah. It's been pretty cool. The other thing I tried out recently was Metro Exodus. Um, I got a free code for it, and um, I'm currently undecided. <laughs> I'm undecided. Well, if it was free and you're still undecided, I think your decision has been made. I mean, I mean, okay, like I want I want to like it. I just right. I have some problems with it, but I'm going to give it a fair shot and play it some more. 
There you go. Uh, yeah. Dr. Goku, what, what have you been playing? Uh, been playing some Apex here. Played some Destiny the other day. Helped my buddy Otop get his whisper. That was so much fun. It was. Kind of going back to some content. I, got him the way. I told him that we have to do one more time to get the cattle and do everything else. I just got my whisper, like, I mean, probably two months ago as well. <laughs> that guy as well, not... The best part of that whole thing is getting into the grass room with that retro pixelated music. Oh, nice. The main thing I've been playing lately is Let's Go Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, see, yeah. My daughter wants me to get her Let's Go Eevee. It's it's really good. It's a very good remake of Gotcha. With a modern twist. It's a little bit easier than Pokemon just because of the catching mechanics. Pokemon go catching mechanic. But it's a very good, faithful retelling of the one. Nice. Have you heard about the Harry Potter Go that's coming out? Yes. No, I didn't. Yeah. Is it next? Oh my God. Is it February 2019? Go. Oh my God. I'll see you guys later. Harry Potter? Like what? Uh, You would catch all the magical creatures, you know, from the. Shouldn't it be more like Fantastic Beasts Go? Oh, yeah, so it should be Fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. trademark J.K. Rowling. Didn't that agree with the movie? I loved it. All the Potter fans are going to kill me for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, they're coming out with it. So you would, you know, same premise as Pokemon Go, walk around, and there's, I don't know, stops and all that kind of stuff. Do you do spells to catch them? Ooh, that would be sweet. Like, wave your phone around or something? Yeah. Oh, well, I would be so into that. Everybody drops their phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, like, gestures on it's, the screen might be more... It's yeah. Gonna be, it's going to be Nintendo Wii broken screens. Yeah. yeah. Like, it might be kind of lame, but you know, like, some of the old Harry Potter PC games where you actually had to, like, trace the, like, motion mm-hmm. of the spell. You could do something like that instead of doing the spinning the ball for the Pokemon. I don't know. I, so I feel like I, if I'm throwing Pokeballs at, like, Harry Potter things, I'm going to have problems with that. <laughs> That's a yeah, mashup that weird. doesn't happen. Yeah, you're just throwing a golden snitch, just so it's on It's on, on story. <laughs> uh, Joe, what you been playing? Uh, really, uh, I played some Destiny 2. I've been, you know, trying to uh, just keep my weekly grind in that game going on. I mean, I've enjoyed a little bit of Banner and... It's kind of getting a little stale right now, but I'm still enjoying it. And if I'm not Who's doing that, I've been week? I've been dropping into Apex and running around <laughs> like a crazy man. I was busted this past weekend. You know, I was working on overlays and stuff like that, and I was asking your guys' opinion. And I sent a picture, and I got busted playing Apex because I was testing overlays and <laughs> caught my camera feed and Chris uh, in the project was like, I'm so proud of you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I saw all you. Grown up. We're I all saw, proud of you. I saw it on PSN. You were playing Apex and I was like, I did not see that. <laughs> grow up so, so fast. It's like, what is happening? He's playing a different Wait, game. Wait, Joe, who do you play as usually? I like the medic. I like the okay. sheer Life fact line? that yeah, I don't know names. It's, it's the medic. Yeah, <laughs> Lifeline's pretty cool. I'm, I'm usually Bangalore. I, I like the fact that when you get into a firefight, if if it's close range, you know, medium range or far, whatever, you can throw that little floating bot out and get healed. The turtle constantly, and you drop care packages that usually have like exotic or legendary gear in it. 
I don't usually get anything out of the care package. I, I'm just, I am here to support you as, oh, so you like can that. win this match for me. You are our real healer. <laughs> I will give you, if I can figure I out love... what button the pressure to give you everything in my inventory, I will give you everything. Do your thing. I do like that when she heals people, she throws up a shield that protects against like enemies. Mm-hmm. That's really, really nice. There's another character that throws like a huge titan bubble up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jibal- um, Gibraltar. Yeah. Is that the Hawaiian Samoan looking yeah, guy? Samoan. I gotta learn how to play. We're ADSing. He has a small. Show. Yeah. Well, what's up in the game when you get like damaged? It, it doesn't happen all the time, but you'll get damaged and you're on the ground and you get like R two to hold a shield up. Yeah. So well, if you picked up, a, it's, a, it's an item. Yeah, it's an item you pick oh. up in the game, and there's different levels of it that last different amounts, and you can hold it up as kind of a barrier so they can't completely. It makes you. it really hard for them gotcha. to kill you. And if yeah. you have the golden level one, it actually gives you the opportunity to revive yourself. <gasps> mm. See, yeah, that's the thing that I like about this game more than Fortnite. Fortnite got a little much for me. This one, it's a battle royale. I it, it feels more along the lines of like the Call of Duty battle royale. But I like the fact that if you die... One of your teammates can respawn you yeah. at one of the respawn points. That's a yeah. great feature to add to a battle royale because I'll tell you what, I don't know. I'm just so used to dying and okay, well, press I'm select, yep. back to menu, yeah. start yeah. this stuff oh, over again. Okay. Scratches that battlefield itch. Oh, totally. Uh, squad play? Absolutely. Abs- well, it's funny because like Bell was talking about is like when life, when you're getting, uh, what when you get the revive, like you, a little shield goes around you. That's the promise that uh, Dice made with Battlefield that they never delivered on. <laughs> Where you can drag your opponents out of harm's way. Mm. Oh, well, that would That'd change things cool. for Battlefield. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing they prided themselves on, but they to this day have not delivered it. Also, so feel like, like in a war setting, that would make perfect sense too. Exactly. Like, I'm, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, uh, I think we played Battlefield not long ago. Battlefield, yeah, five. yeah, a and, couple months ago, yeah, and, yeah. And there's all these situations where you're like, "Don't get me," you know, yeah, yeah. because like no, I, there's like, no way you're gonna survive. Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah, because there was many times I was like, "Mark, don't, don't <laughs> leave me behind. Stop, Stop <laughs> medicating. Yeah, but Let I, me. <laughs> just leave me behind. Thing. I'll spawn on you oh, and blow them up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, "I've got my clippers out." I've got my clear. You're looking a little fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my father. Oh, uh, Dave, what, what you been playing? Division mostly. I mm-hmm. I still got the itch, so I've been grinding the Division One, and uh, I don't know. I've been playing a little bit of everything. Starting new. Uh, I started playing The Witcher Three. I saw that. Uh, yeah. I have to start yeah. Ooh. I didn't get too far, but I I'm interested. I love in the it. books. It, um, what else did I play this week? Uh, Dalen got me, uh, she carried me to a win on Apex. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud of her. Um, <laughs> she's like your go-to man for it. She's your yeah. Sherpa. She's also your child. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can force your This is why you have kids. <laughs> this is the, this is the year where like she's, she's like expanded so much. Like, uh, she used to like only play with me and call me and be like, Hey, you want a Fortnite? And I'll be like, all right, sure. But you know, now she like hides from me because she's playing with her schoolmates and all this stuff. <laughs> and she's getting, she, she's sending me screenshots of her like, Oh, I won again. I'm like, Oh my God. 
I want to play. <laughs> so, what are you play with? Like, uh, so yeah, she's, she's doing really good. Uh, but yeah, I played a lot of Division this week. I played, uh, I went back to, uh, Andromeda, still trying to finish that. And, uh, yeah. I started The Witcher and Apex. So, I don't kind of a identity crisis right now. Just playing. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you oh, yeah. what, man. I love The Witcher books. I mean, they are just so entertaining. I, I, I have only played one Witcher game. And I, I thought it was fantastic, but the book series is just so cool. And it's getting me hyped up for when Netflix comes out with the TV show Ooh, with Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That looks good. I do you guys play Gwent? I've played that a little bit. It's the Witcher, like Hearthstone, yeah. but with the Witcher. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried it yesterday in the game. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. It, yeah, it doesn't play like a lot of those games. There's, uh, uh sorry, nerd, nerd alert. Anyway, uh, if it, it, it's interesting, if you know, uh, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> you want, like, I'm gonna tell you about this. Oh wait, they're not uh, really into this. Oh, screw. Uh, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, so if you've ever played Magic: The Gathering or any like card games, there's always resources that you need to have. Even with Hearthstone, it builds up, so you don't like ever, you know. Not so with Gwent. Like you can play everything you've got in your hand, but maybe it's not really that great of an idea. So, like, your resources are the cards themselves. And I thought that was a very, you know, clever way to, because to, you can almost, like, plan, uh, you know, your entire, like, all the rounds out just, like, at the very beginning, basically, which I thought was kind of. This so. just went, no. Yeah. <laughs> the nice. old Pokemon card game's the closest reference I got, and I didn't oh. actually play it. I mostly collected it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yu Gi Oh! has. I hated that show, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to my daughter's got me back in the day. Uh, yeah. My daughter's got me I, going to a Pokemon trade and play thing this week. This is still on a Sunday. thing? It's she collects thing. them all. I mean every I She's when I gotta go collect them all. Every uh, <laughs> <laughs> <see it> there? <laughs> Commercial. You see Kanye, it was a play on words. no she collects them she's got you know pokemon binders and everything and every day i come home from work i bring her three packets of pokemon cards just the little ones the dollar ones uh it's got three cards in each of them so every day i go to work i come home and i have three three of them so cute and when i walk in i hold them up and i go honey how was emma today (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, well, she gave me kind of a hard time and I'll take a pack and I'll put it on top of the fridge. I'm like, oh. okay. And then Savage. she gets them all on the same night. <laughs> it's just, it's before dinner or after dinner. Well, Joe, I don't really just think it's working. She just got it's anyway. not working at all. I'm too, I'm too, I'm it's basically saying, so like, honey, I support you when you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Like, <laughs> move past this. Hello, you, were, you were bad today, but you ate some of your lettuce so here. You ate some of your lettuce. <laughs> lettuce, which is just solidified. That random water. lettuce just on your plate. <laughs> Good job. It's, every time my wife goes, like she leaves the room, my daughter will be like, she'll look up from her tablet and be like, where'd mom go? Oh, she's taking a shower. Can I have candy? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, can you have candy? Well, Mom's not here. <laughs> Mom's not here. <laughs> you know where it is. Three she's, pieces. <laughs> she's the one that has to take me to the oh, This reminds me with Daylin, with the with the gaming now and everything. Like I'm proud of her because she's gaming and all that. But Daylin is like an open book. 
she will tell me a lot of things that she shouldn't tell me because I'm her dad too, you know. Mm-hmm. But like she sneaks gaming when she's not supposed to, like on school nights, she'll like get up and turn on the TV, put a towel, and she tells me all this stuff. And I'm like, Damon, I am your dad. You're not supposed to tell me this stuff. I'm supposed to take away your PlayStation just for knowing this. And she's like, I know. <laughs> That's funny. That's okay. I'm like, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> That's but awesome, though, like, that she forgets. I'm so bad because I should say something, you know. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> Awesome. I've been playing. I've been playing too. some some Apex. Been playing. Um, still trying to finish the story. Mass Effect and drama, but like the side quest is like a black hole. I cannot avoid. Like I, yeah, I, I love doing. You were talking I, about earlier this I, week. I, yeah. yeah, I love doing side quests. And, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, endless. It's so endless. Uh, I played a little bit of Dragon Age the other night, and. Um, Oh, my, my, uh, my, my birthday was like a week and a half ago. And, um, on my birthday, my wife bought herself a switch. <laughs> oh, hey. so nice of her. Oh, wait, <laughs> you said gift. her. She bought yeah, her. Yeah, bought her for her. Yeah, that's fine. And, that's, uh, but, but <laughs> she and I have played on it. Well, she, uh, she does. Like okay. she, because we, we work for the same company and like we, we have like flexible, like where we can work, like we have a full office we can go to, but she and I both work from home the same days, at least two or three days a week. And then like, like she has an office upstairs and I have an office downstairs. Um, and so she like, I'll go upstairs, to, like ask her a question, like a work related question. And then, um, I, I turned over to her. Well, she turned to me the other day when I went upstairs and she's, she's playing Mario Odyssey. Well, on a conference call, and I was like, "See, now you know. Now you know what I do during my conference calls because PlayStation is right there." <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we've been playing Super Smash Brothers, and she's big into Mario Odyssey. We also got Mario Kart, and um, we also got Zelda. We haven't played Zelda nice. yet because we've been having so much fun with. Catalog. But it's but it's been it's like a throwback to playing GoldenEye on Nintendo 64 on a couch Ooh. together. Like, we were battling Smash each other. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Like, I, I unlocked uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid, which was insanely difficult. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got that. Um, the main uh, campaign uh, is pretty long. It took me, like, 28 hours. I ended up buying Emma the plant from Mario Brothers as a playable yeah. character. Oh, wow. I don't know how well that works as a character, but... He's I mean, it's in a really it's in a good. pot. I mean, he's got a little we, leaf. Yeah, he's got a little <laughs> leaf arms. His little big snapper head. <laughs> and me, Seymour. And I, um, <laughs> my my daughter's, um, I had her, um, my eight year old, my uh, third grader, uh, her parent teacher conference this week. Mm. And the day before, I, I went on a little bit of a Netflix binge and I watched the um, the Fire Festival documentary mm. and um, like what, Burning the, Man. No, 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 This is the one that was down at the islands, the, the big show yeah, yeah. from failed. last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, uh, uh, what's his name is like got indicted and sentenced for fraud after he pled out. But like they, they interview all different people, people that worked with it, people that lived on the island and they interviewed some of the attendees in one of them, like carbon copy looks just like my daughter's teacher. Oh. Just like him. Like, Mr. Like, Peters? Like, mid, <laughs> big 20 year old, slender Asian American kid. Looks just like my daughter's teacher. <laughs> and so, I'm um, there, um, 
next day I'm at the parent teacher conference and uh, <laughs> I have a problem with like not shutting it sometimes. <laughs> so like <laughs> I'm shaking his hand. I said, thank you so much, Mr. Teacher. And then he's, I said, did you go to the fire festival? <laughs> and he just stared at me, shook my hand and sat back down on his desk. <laughs> Maybe it was him. I have no idea, but it's hilarious. (laughs) Can we just claim it was him? I'm going with it. It was him. Yeah. And so, and then on my way out of her school, because I have my daughter and my five-year-old son was with me too. I brought him along. And um, we're walking out and like, we're really friendly with my daughter's like art and music teacher. Because my daughter's big into the humanities and the arts. And, um, and they're like, Oh, I'm here for parent teacher conference. I'm like, yeah, you know, Carolyn's teacher. And, um, I was like, I have a question <laughs> about Mr. Teacher. I said, um, did he go to the fire festival? <laughs> did he go to the fire festival? And they're like, excuse me? I said, well, like that happened in like 2017. And, um, he's young. And this is on like his second year teaching there. The timeline kind of adds up. And they're like, I have no idea. But I'm going to email everyone that we know that works for school to find out if he went to the fire festival. Oh, wow. So the spring uh, parent-teacher conferences, which I'm hopefully uh, my wife will go instead of me, should be interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> so at least they won't be there. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Oh, teacher took oh, a transfer. Oh, we have a substitute. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But so what happened at the fire festival? I'm sorry, I'm totally. Oh, oh, I don't watch the need, news. It was, we need to make was, you a fire festival T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. No, Thank it was you. like right. It was like a complete fraud. Uh, yeah. There's like I there's too much to explain into the. If, if we turn this podcast and completely telling you about the fire festival, you want. Basically, the short version was there was an island. There was going to be a big festival thing on it with a bunch of rich people spending way too much money to go, and actually, all of it was basically a complete lie, and people got stranded, and the whole thing was a big mess and a big health issue and a, a, a big money issue, and there's a lot of lawsuit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, they're still right. trying to plan another one. I think. Yeah. Also, ah. Luther by, went to jail. Yeah, yeah. Also backed by Ja Rule. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It was supposed to be like a big music ja. class thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, uh, I think like Blink-182 canceled last minute or but whatever. Like everybody yeah. basically, yeah. Mark, Google it. Mark not on basically, yeah. Go down the rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> okay. After the show. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's on Netflix. <laughs> like zero. Yeah. Uh, focus there. <laughs> you, you can do it while you manscape. Um, but, oh, you gotta uh, focus. You gotta focus. <laughs> but, um, Dr. Gate, we're, we're gonna move on to a mental health topic. <laughs> Um, what kind of show is this? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, Dr. Gopi is going to um, uh, take us through obsessive compulsive disorder. But before we do, um, Dr. Goku, um, you, you wanted to uh, bring something up that happened in your area. Yeah, uh, there's a GoFundMe regarding a uh, really big tree that, that happened to a family not far from us. It's about three hours near Halifax. Family of that house caught fire a fire and with this tragedy is there's seven children four months to 15 months the dad is fighting for his life in the hospital and right now they're trying to raise money help pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad's fighting for his life because went inside the house trying to save his family mm. um, we'll try to the link somewhere to fund me uh right now is just the family help them yeah so tragic it, um, it is making the rounds on most something that happened mm. 
Terrible. So awful. But yeah, no, we will definitely uh, post that somewhere. Absolutely. Um, but why don't you take us through our mental health topic this week? Well, this week we decided to go with uh, obsessive compulsive. So I brought this up because I had read a uh, article a weekend that uh, was posted a little while ago. Uh, it just came out, uh, but the study was a couple months old. Uh, shed some light uh, on, and there's kind of being some developments on these past. Couple Before I go into the study, I just want to go over an overview of what OCD is. So OCD is obsessive compulsive. We all have thoughts. We all have uh, strange thoughts that kind of pop into our mind that kind of bother us, but they really go away. However, for these thoughts stick. Uh, at certain times become obsession. And people learn by do compulsion behavior that uh, oftentimes repetitive nature uh, have that of thought. And this can vary a wide amount of thoughts. Uh, the most common are contamination of by dirt germ control, uh, harming uh, oneself or other doubts on verbal or behavioral responses, repugnant thoughts on sex and blasphemy, deviation um, from orderliness, and, uh, the possibility of sudden sickness, and then uh, to save uh, even, like I mentioned, compulsions are repetitive, somewhat stereotypic behaviors or mental acts that the person performs in order to prevent stress of negative consequences uh, represented by the obsession. So individuals may feel driven to form compulsion, uh, and this becomes a ritual, even though they try to resist. A lot of people don't understand uh, that when someone compulsion, oh, it's wrong, or that they can't get away from obsession. Suffering from typically knows that the obsession that they have, something that's going to happen. Or it's something that uncommon, but they can't help themselves, uh, the anxiety that is generated from it. Oast characterized under anxiety. Our recent version of the Diagnostical Manual 5, OC uh, has been given its own category. It's called obsessive compulsive related. And there's a variety of that category. When we look at the statistics of it, over 90% of people with clinical have both obsession and compulsion. 25 to 25% reporting multiple uh, within the population. About 1 or 2% of them will uh, have an episode of and it's slightly more women, majority uh, of individuals report an onset uh, of late adolescence, of early adulthood. Uh, but the first onset coming prior to OCE can be something that is very uh, distressing. Time can spend minutes upon minutes and sometimes even hours of their due compulsion. And it's something that interferes daily lives greatly. But it's something that a lot of people misunderstand. It's, I mean, it's definitely heavily, highly um, stigmatized, but at the same time, like very trivialized as well. I mean, like I, like I, for one, I, I get <laughs> very flustered when uh, people use it as a way to explain their simple idiosyncrasies mm -hmm. about certain things. It's like really disrespectful and distasteful. Oh yeah. Well, it's like I, I thought. I had OCD until I started doing research into it, like no. for the show. <laughs> and like, I was watching videos and I'm like, Oh, this is not, at all. I don't like dog hair on my floor, but that doesn't mean I have OCD. It means I don't like dog hair on my floor. Like, I guess like if I compulsively swept my floor, it was that if there was dog hair on it, or even if there wasn't, like, what would, I mean, what would that look like if it was centered around, uh, you know, something like that? Typically with 
OCD generally starts with the obsession, the O, of the dog hair something. Uncleanly, it generate germ, getting sick, that compulsion, and that's multiple right. times. Right. No. Yeah. <clears throat> we all have little particularities. Example, um, uh, in my house, there is, I have a staircase, and on the two sets of lights, uh, four or five sconces, one main switches. There's set of, there is a set of, at the bottom of this, and on the top of this. I don't suffer from, but if the switches are not matched up, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but me I too. I let it like go. That. Right. Someone that suffers cannot lengs up an obsession. Mm. No, I would have to walk to the bottom of the stairs and flip the other one to match. Yeah, I, I do that too. And okay, it doesn't cause but the me question would be like, would you be able to go like to bed and not have to get out of bed to go make sure that they are matched again, even if you already were pretty sure they were matched? You know exactly. what I mean? Like it's that, it's that okay. like even convincing yourself that something's wrong with it, even if you know it's not. It's that double mm. checking. It's the the constantly thinking. <laughs> Double, about triple, it. quadruple, and <laughs> right. checking on mm. And I'm going to go into the re- So this comes to the study I was uh, that I read. Also. It came out in uh, neuroscience. And this is the first type of study that came out uh, this manner. So it almost it involves 480 that uh, do suffer from clinical OCD and some that don't. It involves... FMRI, an FMRI, a functional magnetic resonance image. So it's MRI scans, which parts of the brain lights up for certain action. And the results of this study show that in OC, the brain responds too much to errors and too little to stop signals and abnormalities uh, that uh, that the reason believe play a role. So it's so what they. What they've determined and discovered is that the brain's not misfiring. It's more of a, an imbalance. Not necessarily an imbalance. It, it's a structure different. The way that they put it was rather interesting. And they mentioned that there's a cons- pattern of when they looked at the data compared to individuals. They have, uh, with OCD, have far more activity part of the brain that involves a recognition that they're making an error. <laughs> but less activity in the areas that can stop them behavior regarding to that error. So the way they, they put it uh, and they identified it is um, if, uh, and I'm quoting them, in cognitive behavioral therapy sessions for OC, we work with uh, patients I- to identify, confront, and resist the compulsion. Communications, the brakes, and the wheels until the wheels event stop. With people that suffer from disconnect between that. So they have an is linkage between the brain sums that links the ability to recognize the error and this that uh, tell them that they can stop. It's like they have they have the foot on the brake telling them to stop, so they know that what they're obsessing about and the compulsion they don't need. So they have the foot on the brake, but the brake isn't attached to the wheel that actually stops. If that makes gotcha. a sense. So I mean, especially with the compulsion side of OCD. I mean, like most of the time, I mean, that's, uh, physically there, there's an action that those affected with us have to like physically take in order, you know, to fulfill that compulsion. So, I mean, like presumptively the go-to, um, psychological treatment is CBT. Is that correct? Uh, but also something called ERP exposure and response for exposed situations that 
cause you to have that obsession. Uh, easiest example is someone that has a fear of just something that they believe <clears throat> a door handle. You have them touch the door handle, and then, in their mind, the compulsion to be, I need to go wash my hands. Because they're germ- exposing them to that obsession. The response is, I wash my Prevention is saying, you're not going to go wash your hands. You need to sit with this to ride out that. It's like an it's like a monk when he always is asking for a wipe, and then when his assistant refuses to give him Natalie. a wipe, he has to learn to. <laughs> yep. Monk is still a good show. Great show. Yeah. Um, I figured we wipe. couldn't go through this conversation without wipe. bringing it up at some point, right? Yeah. Right. And and I know like a lot of um, a lot of people who are diagnosed with um, OCD and uh, that uh, a lot of times, you know, especially if you if you are seeing. A, uh, a psychiatrist um, that, you know, there are certain prescription medications that definitely like help mm-hmm. with the anxiety part of it. I know a lot of times um, there are, I mean, you can take antidepressants to help. Um, antidepressants but or antidepressants. You can, there's, uh, yeah, there's SSRIs like Sertaline yeah. um, uh, or Zoloft, uh, Buse is another really common one to use as well. But you know that that's definitely you know talk to talk to your primary care physician and um, talk to a psychiatrist as well. Um, With the new studies showing more that is not anxiety based order, but more of a- hmm. well, there there was a big study that um, I think it was funded by the um, NHS and they um, in in uh, Britain and and they said that that. It's not an anxiety-based disorder, but this disorder, part of the effects of it on those affected is that it can um, be anxiety-inducing. That like you can, you know, it, it because of that anxiety distress, right. which makes exactly, them yeah. compulse. Right. But it's mainly within the, going back right. to their example, exa- think about you heading, you're in a car, you're heading toward your brain, sees that wall and saying, oh, the wall's coming fast, I need to hit the brake so I do not hit that wall. You put your foot on the brake and that's all that happens. You can't push down on that brake. You stop mm. yourself. Right. Mm. So it, that's the difference, the brain that they... Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, I mean, like, it, is when... You get a clinical diagnosis for OCD. Like what, um, I don't want to say threshold, but like what's the, the, the litmus test for, um, you know, whether or not it's OCD or like Mark described what dog hair is for, or if it's like a fixation. Like how, how did it, how does that get, you know, you posit like, yes, you, you are affected by OCD. It's something that will take more than one session right. a diagnosis. But mainly looking at why is it causing you, what are you doing, with how much. And that's one of the factors. How much is this disrupting? I mean, that's kind of for most diagnoses, right? Like it kind yes, of has to be it has to be more than like with depression, right? It, it's, everybody has days where they're down and stuff. But is it affecting your ability to function and live what we consider normally? from day to day. And that's very true. Look at that impact. If you're sad and function, it's, but it's not necessarily compared to someone that takes two hours. Uh, I, I have a client that a lot better uh, prior to me, different therapist, but for a long time, she had a hard time reading any, you have a lot of reading to do because her brain was telling her if you 
X book or X thing than X. Mm. It it was multiple in her life. We talk about distress. That's Mm. the example I gave for me of those lights. It doesn't really cause me any distress. I see them, I'll fix them, and I go about my day. If they're not fixed and I go outside, forget it. We'll obsess over Mm. And we'll go back like like Bell said, the the show Monk is a great example. Like he can't stop. Like and you can see it happening to him. I mean, I, he's an actor. I understand that that's not real, but you know the show. But I mean, like it really is. I think a good uh, view into that because like he'll be like upset and like it doesn't stop. Like he, no matter what happens, he's still caught back here at whatever he's uh, you know upset about. So yeah, and that's that. Maybe cannot put the brakes on. <laughs> Question: How, because um, I know at least in media, it generally is depicted this way. The um, having the ritual element of it having a lot to do with like the repetition and the numbers. Like having a, so like a person might um, obsess over locking and unlocking the door seven times before they walk out. Is that is that like a thing that like majority of people that have OCD will have that kind of like number specific? It, it um, repetitive thing? It depends. It's relating to comfort. Is when they find what is comfort, what that compulsion. Like a like a compromise uh, with themselves. A good example is Sheldon in Big Bang Theory. When he knocks on the door, he mm-hmm. he'll knock, but it doesn't. If he doesn't knock three times, you'll see how much stress he'll be under. There was an episode I remember. Uh, he knocked once, and Penny opened, the, and he could not follow the conversation before he read that clip. Having his conversation not. But ride out that way and you help manage. Hmm. And then another quick question. You said that so in the in the DSM five now it's it's got its own category instead of being labeled under anxiety. Um, are there other things that are being labeled with what we are discussing as OCD that fall under the obsessive compulsive category yet, or is that more just making room for? So basically, like, are there varying, de- like, obviously there's varying degrees of OCD, but are there other obsessive so disorders? Under uh, OCD, there's obsessive body disorder. Oh, oh, disorder. that does make sense. Trico- Trichotillomane hair pulling. Oh, uh, yep. Excoriation, skin picking, uh, substance or medication, uh, obsessive compulsive and related disorders and condition, and uh, other specified. And- mm. Um, with the skin picking and hair pulling, those are the, the impulsive, they have compulsion, another obsession in their mind, they found deal with that. And those were, those were also grouped under anxiety before, right? Or am I wrong on that? I okay. am not a hundred sure, but quite possibly. That's where my mind goes automatically with like the hair pulling would be like, it's a, a stress anxiety induced thing, but it being compulsive and obsessive makes perfect sense too. You know, I mean, then like you were saying, it's kind of a bridge between things because obviously like, you know, you're going to get anxious about not doing the things that you're obsessing about. <laughs> um, are, are, are people like what people basically always, I mean, okay, always isn't the right word, but generally be diagnosed with both anxiety and OCD or does OCD just kind of. They are very comorbid. They often- oh, anxiety. You know, accompany so many other yeah. uh, anxiety is a companion. It's, it's a, multiple other. Mm. Um, does anyone else have any questions um, for Doctor Goku before we uh, before we move on from our mental health topic? I mean, I, I guess I'm a little curious about like the we you know we brought up a couple of media examples, um, and obviously as far as for understanding kind of the basics of OCG, they work well as an outsider. But I guess I'm kind of curious, like from a 
um, professional standpoint, do things like Monk and stuff like that. Um, I mean, obviously it's, it's a, it's a TV show. So there's some things that he ends up being able to do that would probably take way longer, um, for most people diagnosed. Um, but like, I guess just as far as representation goes, like, does media do an okay job at that in general, or does it actually kind of hurt the situation? The, the character, right. The best way I could, that does not, an itch that you can't, we've all had those itches where they're in a spot where you just can't get to, and think of that itch and how uncomfortable <laughs> the relief can finally, but no, I guess the scratch it is by doing so. Yeah. For OCD, is it almost it, the itch is always going. To- is it almost like having that itch, you can't reach it, so you're itching somewhere else to try to compensate for it, like obsessively, like like if you, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else has ever done this, but it's like you have an itch somewhere, you can't quite figure out exactly where it is, even. But like, like scratch you scratch somewhere because you're like, <laughs> yeah. I got it, you know, like, <laughs> is it like that? But if you were like constantly, because like you're you're basically taking that obsession with the itch and you're applying it somewhere else in a compulsory manner to try to make up for in a way but it's more of the itch and the specifics okay scratching somewhere else is kind of on to scratch that so you don't it, it's still gonna be. okay and the compulsion is that specific thing helps scratch that situation. okay that makes sense and we can have multiple compulsion multiple mm. but again well, I... it goes individual stress that causes gotcha well thank you so much for taking the time to run through it Dr. Well, before we move on real quick, I wanted to actually ask Mark, uh, being an artist and in that environment, uh, working, you know, with, you know, a form of OCD, how does that translate to the pieces that you're making? <clears throat> Do you find that it, it, you end up scrapping a lot of things until you can get exactly what you're going for? Like, uh, you've been doing a lot of pottery making. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've only seen the highlight reel. I mean, there could have been a hundred pieces prior to that to lead up to that one. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good example because in, in pottery, there are specific steps where you, you need to wait for the clay to dry and then you can do the next step. Um, and I used to really want to, and I'm not saying I do have OCD, but I, I, I'm kind of detail oriented for sure. I would try to get it to the perfection. Yeah, so I would try to get it to the point where it's going to be dry perfect without waiting for a chance to like trim it after it dries enough to get to that next step. So that was, that's a bit of an issue. Um, I think it, when doing abstract paintings, it works Mm -hmm. in my favor the way that I'm doing them now. But for a while, I would overpaint. I would not know when to quit. I would be doing a particular, uh, you know, shading or, or blending colors and then, I would look up and I would like, well, I had a red and a white spot, but now I've just got all pink, you know? I was so. going to say, I feel like, I feel like, uh, having somebody sit down and try to do abstract art would be a really good test if you're OCD or not, honestly. It like, really is. Especially for artists. Cause like I, I'm married to one and mm-hmm. I, I would, I would say, I, I feel like most artists, like to be an artist, you kind of probably have to have that, um, perfectionist. You have to, yeah, thing. you have to like have this thing in your mind and then stick with it until it is there. But the thing about abstract paintings is what makes them interesting. A lot of times is like the really big contrasts or the, the kind of like really loose brush strokes and stuff, but you can really like end up scrubbing that out if you can't make yourself quit. So right. uh, what I did was I, I gave myself a time limit 
or I would start painting when I knew I had to quit. I had a date and like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, like probably be there with paint on my hands, but like, I'm going to have to quit at this time. And I would finish the painting and, you know, leave, you know, and then when I come back and be like, wow, I'm glad I stopped at that point, you know, but before that it was, it was, it was a bit of an issue, but I mean, like, I, I don't know, like now that I've heard all this about OCD, like I, I've identified people in my past uh, and people that I know that definitely have it that I didn't think did exactly. I just thought they were anxious. Whereas like, I thought I had it, but I don't think I do now. Like, I think that, you know, I'm just, you know, maybe a little bit, uh, uh, of a perfectionist or, or, you know, maybe too, it'd too be much hard attention. as an artist to be like, like I was saying, if, if artists generally tend to be more perfectionist, like it would be very hard to only be applying that to your art and not apply it to other things in your life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You're so going to have that spill over into other parts. <laughs> you really do. And your environment ends up affecting you more than the average person. I, I remember my girlfriend asked like, what do you look for? Like if, you know, if we're going to look for apartments, you know, in, in Savannah, like what do you want in, a, in an apartment? And I was like, Light. you know, <laughs> I, I was like beauty. And she's like, thought I was joking. And I'm like, no, that's actually like, it sounds really like cheesy and lame, but that's the truth. I want to look out my windows and see something beautiful. I want to walk out onto the street and, you know, it, it be a beautiful environment. You know, I mean, that's just because you, you end up focusing on the, the parts that you, you don't like, or, you know, yeah. you can be in an environment that really makes you bummed out because you're, you're focused on it. Same so like if your house is kind much. of, yep. Like, if your yeah. house is kind of cluttered, like I know if our house gets messy, cause you know, we have a five-year-old, mm-hmm. um, Joey has a much harder time doing art in a cluttered, messy space. Because like your brain gets focused on that, right? Like you mm-hmm. need, like you were saying, like your environment, like either outside or inside too, is it very much affects your creative process, I guess. Yeah. You're filtering it all and letting it in. I had a really interesting conversation with the, that there's two artists in residence in the art center that I'm, that I'm in. And we were talking today about that, about how some people don't process things the same. Um, he has this condition and I forget what he called it now, but basically when he hears sounds or, or anything, he gets flashes of different colors in his mind. It's, I don't know what it, what it is, but so he almost like, you know, hears colors and all kinds of stuff. And we were talking about how, you know, not everybody sees the world the same. Like I, I had a conversation with my dad where, you know, I said, what if I said the word apple? Like, do you see like this, like what color is the apple in your head? And he's like, I don't see an apple. I hear the word apple repeated in my head, like in audio form. And I'm like, you don't see anything up there. And he's like, no, I don't see anything. I hear it again. Like spoken to me. Is it color <laughs> synesthesia? Is that the right? That's it. That's yeah. it. Google to the rescue. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I totally just knew that off the top of my head. Yeah. And as an artist, he sees it as like, he's like, people call it a condition. He's like, I see it as like an advantage. Like, you know, just inspiration around every, you know, creaking door and <laughs> faucet or whatever. So, Dude, he should do an art installation of like his art, but then it plays like the sounds that inspired. Oh, that would be that, amazing. Like when you're walking. Oh, dude, if he ever I'll does tell it, him. I'm, I'm, I'll <laughs> tell him. Yeah. Uh, he's very set in his ways, like oil painting, traditional, but like, that's something that like, I think he could, he could definitely get behind for sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
<laughs> I'm just curious. Like I'd love as a person who doesn't experience that, like I think it'd be cool to walk in and like look at his art and then hear the things that like, made that art yeah. you know what i mean like you the connection like that he try has. to help us understand yeah what it's like i like it i'll mention it to him <laughs> awesome well we should probably move on news uh mark you just kind of amplify bell <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean it's a domino effect we're like yeah that would be yeah. great and then you're yeah. like yeah that- <laughs> We're just taking this over. It's going to be the Mark and Bell show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the Manscape 101 podcast. Heck, yes. Um, <laughs> but some gaming news. Um, if you are a Twitch Prime member and you log on to Twitch, you will notice, or actually, if you log on to Apex Legends on either PlayStation oh, or PC, the Twitch Prime packs are fantastic. There's an awesome skin for. Pathfinder. And I it's think cool. Okay. Five Apex packs, and and they're like, and the the packs are actually good. <laughs> like I, 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 packs are actually I thought you were going to get to the part where there's a glitch where you could get them for free. Wait, what? You didn't see that? It was in a news feed uh, no. earlier no. today. There's a glitch exploit with those Twitch packs right now that you could get them for free. I wonder if it's connected to the same glitch that's causing it to in-game keep telling me that I still have something new for Pathfinder, even though I already applied the skin. Oh, yeah. It's like I know. default I, into constantly I telling me. I, too, I yeah. wonder if it's all part of the same, like, weird I'll thing. pull up the article and show you guys a little bit later. I can't. But it gives Pathfinder it some hips, and that makes me happy. Plus, it's purple, so. <laughs> a little bit of hip action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always play the characters with the hips and the butt. Like, that's why I play a hunter. All the butt. Yeah, that's why I romanced Korra and Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> um... Not even lying. Not even <laughs> lying. Translator. Wait, Hunter in Apex or Hunter in Destiny? In Destiny. I was going to say, Apex. do they really have hips? I thought they were just like little... Well, they got, you know, if you play a lady hunter little, and you put the right oh. pants on, especially if there's oh. a shiny shader, dude, oh. you get like a giant shiny badonkadonk, and it makes oh. me really happy. She's thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, okay, I play Interceptor and Anthem, there's a reason. I like how I like- Mark sits down to me just saying, oh, she thick. I know. Can we get rewind? I would like to know who. My hunter. My hunter lady in Destiny is thick. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Although there was some... There was- <laughs> He's pouring his Brita filter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta stay hydrated. You gotta stay hydrated. You know, there were some... I'm still alive, brother. And... and do- in D two year one, that were like there was a there was an uncomfortable amount of lady bulge. Did you notice that? Like D two year are you one. About, are, you about front? are you talking about yeah. the, Are we talking about like the the camel toe without the toe part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hoof. They, they didn't even manscape. <laughs> it's like a four line moose knuckle. <laughs> I like how Joe Joe's writing down the time index <laughs> for editing. No, I just cut all this. Out. <laughs> So if you have uh if you have Twitch Prime, go go get them free Apex packs and uh you can also send uh Joe a direct message, he'll tell you how to glitch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually it's uh people making a new Twitch Prime account, the free trial. Oh. If you continuously do the free trial, just keep making 
emails <gasps> and new accounts, you can exploit it and glitch it to you just keep getting keep the getting box packs. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. And oh, it's wow. not fixed yet. And to ban people but it's from also- using it, you'd have to. Get super, rid of pretty super. much everybody. I guess we know what Bell's Twitch. doing tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm signing in. He's actually doing it right now. Um, <laughs> um, um, the other, one of the other things I had was um, the uh, Blizzard hand of Activision. Uh, they laid off 800 people, and that's really oh. crappy. Yep, and another studio's getting ready to do the same thing. Yeah, and they had record sales, <laughs> almost $2 billion in profit. Mm-hmm. And gave the like, top I, people I, some very nice bonus checks. I went in deep to like their records and stuff, and like some of these guys, C- like, C- but the, like a fifteen million dollar. Yeah, yeah, they they were the CFO, CEO, mm-hmm. several several high level executives got these huge bonuses, and I did the math, and if you um divide that between eight hundred people, um they would each um get like a two million dollar salary. <laughs> Yeah, it's really like jacked up. That's terrible. Uh, I I don't I don't mean to go there, but I I can't help but wonder if there's like a tie-in between this and the fact that Bungie was splitting with Activision. Like, nah, it was really like I don't think so. I think that's I think that's so far removed from it. They're all on the Blizzard yeah. side. Yeah, in, in, most of the AI true. Are- True. Yeah, in in Blizzard, the ones that got hit. I didn't mean I didn't mean that Activision dropped Bungie. I just wonder if like they knew more of the back end that Activision was kind of in a weird spot or something's going on, like whatever. If that was part yeah, of the push, I mean I, they wanted no, to work there anyway. But well, right. Yeah, I think um, uh, I think at some point everything connects. Uh, like uh, you know, the deeper you like go into it, everything connects to like everything that's happening with Activision and Blizzard and Bungie right now. There's just so much going on. Well, like, obviously, uh, something going on in the industry as a whole, like investigations, all kinds. Yeah, there's yeah. been it's, it's, it's been an interesting place lately with Activision right now. They just added not too long ago loot boxes, Black Ops. That was inevitable, though. But there, mm. people are just up in arms. Well, the first time that they've had loot boxes, in... no, but they had said that they were not going to get loot, and now they oh, have okay. loot yeah. boxes. They did say that. Then they and, they released a game without loot boxes, and after all the reviews were out. Then add them. Uh, so that's why the people. Fact is, it's a sixty dollar game plus a almost fifty dollar sim pass. Then charging loot boxes, no and campaign, then, and microtransactions. <laughs> no Minor campaign. detail, Mark. <laughs> a dollar for. A Are we missing the fact there's no game? <laughs> I'm kidding. I, do, I love I do <laughs> See, I don't, I don't have a big problem with loot boxes in this. I don't know. Like, like crazy. What no. my, my, my problem with the gaming culture and the fans lately is that they're acting like a lot of people are acting like loot boxes are brand new. Loot boxes and yeah, uh, have been around for a long time. People are just like, getting sick and tired of it. I think. Yeah, I mean, like, at, at, plus I think at the end of the day, the, the culture right now is that people want it to be a completely even playing field as far as like accessibility to certain games or whatever. And, you know, you, you see a larger majority of people, you know, that are like really tired of like, you know, 
PlayStation per se having exclusivity with certain game rights and like, especially with Destiny 1. Oh my God, I didn't even talk to Xbox gamers because I thought they were going to hurt me. But, uh, like, <laughs> got, yeah, a lot of clans were like that. Like, yeah, it became a console war inside the clan. It's yeah, like for, for no reason. Yeah. But, but, but no, there's this, with the loot boxes, there was this looking, looking at it, it's just, there's this, mentality that everyone has to have the exact same experience. And yes, like certain games you can you can pay for things like extra to enhance your experience. You know, of, of course, you know, I I I I I, I, I do prefer those for cosmetic things only. But like I've also played a lot of free to play first person shooters on PC and like a lot of them are uh pay to win. Yeah, I mean, some of them were like, I, man, I, I was, I was hardcore and I was hardcore into and sixty dollar triple L title. And that's that's what I was gonna say. I think the big problem is that there's certain games out there like you even okay, you have something like Overwatch where you do have to pay for the game, but then all loot box stuff is also accessible via playing, and it's pretty actually yeah. easy to consistently get loot box chances all the time and there's and literally two different skills. ways every single time and it's only cosmetic stuff then you and you have games like um you know kind of a lot of the free-to-play games so when you have a free game that then is saying hey you can either pay money to get these cosmetic things like Fortnite, where that's basically one of the only ways you can get it is to pay for stuff um or you've got ones like apex where you can both earn them and pay for them kind of things like yeah. i think that's this precedent that like then when you switch over to a game where it's a 60 dollars game and you're having to buy everything that you want extra in the game. And the season pass. So it's just, yeah. I think it's that, it's that trying to, it's the, the competitiveness between games. And it's the, I think part of the problem is when developers make the assumption that people only stick to their games anymore. And I feel like COD is one of those groups that like the developers still always seem to think that COD players only play COD. Cause that is kind of how it was in the past. You had like Halo. Yeah. Or caught, and you didn't cross over, right? Like that yeah. was like a no-no. And, and now it's like people people play all sorts of games, and they switch between them all the time. So developers need to realize you're in competition with games that aren't even in your same genre anymore. And so as far as like what I'm willing to put into your game, extra outside of what I initially dropped on it, you really do have to kind of put that up against other games. And then you have ones like Apex that just like throw their game in there in the middle of all this other stuff, and everybody's like, you can see the whole game industry went, oh. Crap. They basically just said they basically turned to all of their peers in the industry and just said, no, it's suck it. Yeah. <laughs> just suck I don't, it. I don't like to think about that, it. That company deserves it. Like Titanfall and Titanfall 2 are arguably the best games to be released in the last decade. Yeah. And they just like got forgotten about. Both of them. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, well, I mean, t- 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 Titanfall 2. Battlefield. Yeah, t- Titanfall 2 came out at a rough weekend. It did. <laughs> yeah. Well, Titanfall got some heat just because it was out, I, I guess, kind of launched on a console, that kind of thing. I, I remember buying an Xbox One, I think, for it, yeah. you know. Xbox One. Yeah, and, you know, so it did get, you know, some recognition, but it was seemed short-lived, uh, you know. But now I'm glad to see that company get... Is that... Get do you think that's part of why they decided to launch it? when they did because it was literally amongst a bunch of other releases again but they did it secret and they knew it was going to be good so it was like almost yeah. like in a like a hey we did this before and yeah. it messed us up but now we'll, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah exactly i hope so <laughs> I guess like this yeah. I've, I've watched documentaries on 
on the Titanfall 2 release, and I don't know. It was a bad. They they kind of got set up. They there were other games from the same company that were coming out that the company seemed to have all their money into. So that's the games that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So they kind of yeah. This also kind of goes right into what we were talking about before with um, Roderick, right? About the 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 issue of all these games coming out in like this two month time span, right? Yeah, and I all that, that competition that that occurs, rather than like spreading it all out. Because even if you think, even if you if even if you had a date in mind way ahead of time, if you don't announce it ahead, all of a sudden two weeks later, you've got five other game companies like, guess what? That same day is our launch day, and you're like. Crap. <laughs> like, yeah. what do I do now? You know? But when we think about game oh. releases, how many games April? None. Yeah. It's right <laughs> now. I've, I've spent, like, I pre ordered, like, three games for the next, like, three months. And I'm probably not even going to play most of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you can play them. You are their top audience. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the thing is, tune like, in, I'm always next broke. Week, tune in next week for, for Dave's. <laughs> Dave's Guide to Financial Success. <laughs> like, I got the games, but I, I didn't pay my cable bill, so yeah. can't play it anyway. Or download it. Yeah. He's playing. It's online he's, only. He's playing, you can't hear him because he's hooked up to a generator for his neighbors with freaking handles With McDonald's Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. I was going to say earlier, like I, I don't like talking about it, but I'm pretty sure with Dalen in Fortnite, I've spent probably about 200 bucks. And, it's a lot I mean, of that's how that game gets you. And when your kid is like, "Oh my god, daddy, look at this goon!" and you're like, "I got you, baby." I love you so much. You're like, I, love I, you expect, like 20 I expect three carries in the next ten days. And I'm, you know, me being a gamer too, I'm like, "Oh, you just want the skin? No, you need, you need, you need the other stuff that comes with it, so it matches." She never yeah, uses it. She uses pack. it for like a day. So that's what you start with Holden. Whenever she's whenever she's uh, telling you that she she's playing when she's not supposed to, you're like, oh well, (laughs) no more loot boxes for you. Oh, actually, I've been kind of I've been kind of harsh on her this last few days when she's (laughs) asked about it. But it's I mean, she's got Apex. I kind of want her just to push her to Apex. I'm like, no, no more Fortnite stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you like quality? Uh, I wish I was no. that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the 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 day that Apex launched, I I streamed it, and I think someone called it Fort Shit during my stream. Oh, <laughs> and just I just want to put this out there. Uh, Dalen has all straight A's, so oh, it's not awesome. like she's like. I like how you like act this. like everyone listening was gonna support <laughs> you. Uh, I, I feel like that. because I am doing it to myself. I, I hadn't thought about it before, but now I'm kind of considering it. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> father. I do have to say, like, not again. This is another example of one of those times, like we were talking about the console wars thing and the whole like people pitting things like Apex versus Fortnite as if one has to be the only thing in mm-hmm. existence. I do have to say it was kind of cool though seeing the shift on Twitch for a while. Literally seeing oh, Fortnite yeah, finally yeah. not be the top dog for like a week straight was really cool to kind of see that. Like I don't want it to die because it's 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 good for it some people. There are people that enjoy it and it also yeah, it needs competition. It um and it set it's it set a lot of really interesting standards for the industry. I mean, uh between that and What's the weird car one where you play soccer in your Rocket car League. or whatever? Like you've got this whole push for the 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 crossplay thing, and Fortnite's been a huge part 
of that as well, you know? So like, that's really cool. But it was also really cool to see that kind of shift to something else for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And there's I think definitely variety. talks of Apex too. I hope so. I hope that'll be the third game that does. Yeah. I'd like to see Titanfall come out with one of, one, of, one of my issues is I don't really like a battle Royale. I'm terrible. Like with Fortnite, I think I shot like three bullets in the first like, you know, 12 matches. Oh, yeah, I'm I horrible played. at Fortnite. I just die instantly. <laughs> I forget to build. <laughs> yeah, I don't do too. I'm like, what is this, Minecraft? It's kind of like the big part of the game. Yeah. But, you know. yeah you're like backpedaling and building a tower is the, the name of the game. So like, I, I just don't enjoy that type of a, I get too nervous. Like I'm just, mm. um, so I would like to see some, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that that's the new hotness. Basically, I would like to see something else kind of also be included in that. And like, I'm hoping that Titanfall comes out and it's, you know, Titanfall three and I, I you know, it has a battle royale, but maybe there's other things too. Right. Yeah. I, I think at this point you almost have to have one. Like I do think starting to attach other things to it would be good. So like, if you look at Fortnite. The BR is the only part that made it big. There is a whole other part of the game, but the, almost nobody plays it. The PvE side of the game is, like, exponentially more fun. It is. But I feel like nobody part yeah. of it's because you've got a like, free-to-play element versus yeah. a paid element. And then you've got, it, like, just never got out of beta. Like, it still just says beta constantly, even though it's been, like, how long now? And they're winning awards for stuff. <laughs> like I didn't yeah. know a com- I didn't know a game could win an award in beta mode. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, ask Paris about that one. <laughs> yeah. But I do think I think that Titanfall would be a, a really interesting example is if they connected that with because um, there's obviously a crossover between the two um, worlds or well, whatever between world. right. Yeah, I wonder if so Apex like, will just like get a mech. Like that'd be awesome. You know, what, what, what what I love in Titanfall too is that they had a co-op like um defense mode that mm-hmm. was hella fun. Uh, it's still populated. Um yeah. I think I, I think I match make into that quicker than I do like Destiny Strikes. Do you remember just, the very <laughs> <beginning? laughs> I like Start that little like zing. No shade. The beginning of Titanfall 2 where you ran through uh that maze and it timed you. And you oh, said, oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> I I just wish that they like, I, I could have played level after level of that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't was... know if you guys remember the game Mirror's Edge. Oh! Yeah, Mirror's Edge Chaos. <laughs> they, they, they... It was a terrible control scheme, but man, was it cool. Did you, you know? play the no, second one? Too... Have you played no. Catalyst? Because it's 10 million times better than Is the it? first one. The, just... the movement and the... Good. So none of the enemies, there's none of the, the stupid gun crap that was going on where you were completely at, like, <laughs> a disadvantage to all of yeah. the cops and stuff. Yeah. Seriously, check out Catalyst. It's also how I named my dog Kuma because there's a character named Kuma. Uh, so, uh, no, it's, the second one's much better, and the movement is is way better sorry. in the second one. So. I'll write this down. Mm. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that was just a, the introduction part on Titanfall Two, and it was oh, so yeah. much. You're like, it was oh, so much fun. I go to the game now. I right? never played either Titanfall, and now you guys are making me <gasps> feel like, well, I need- like tight, Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, st- virtually strike her. <laughs> Mark's like, we're done. <laughs> Digital plan. Uh, no, Here, it, I'll make you a deal. You come play Apex with me, and I'll play Titanfall. All right. All right. Yeah, but no, but definitely, like, if you get a chance, play the Titanfall. 
It's really good. Okay. It's a it, lot of fun. It really is. It the just the movement in it, and I don't know. It's just very seamless. Because Joey played the first one, and he was there. He had some pro. He he had some issues with the game, which I think everybody had a few complaints, uh, especially earlier on. Connection based. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, like, I think he was a little wary about getting the second one, and I never got into it at all. So I just was like, whatever, you know. Yeah, and then I saw people retalking like about it, and I'm like. Now. Maybe mm-hmm. I should. <laughs> yeah. Probably super cheap. Yeah. You should get it. And play yeah. the story. Um, that time travel part? Oh my god. Yeah. Time travel? Parkour yeah, yeah. and time travel? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh, um, parkour while you time travel? Together. Just like you said, parkour and time travel, it's like hand to hand. I just pictured Doctor Who doing parkour, just so you guys know. <laughs> if we had a giant robot, yeah. Time travel? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, Goku, what happened at N- Nintendo this week? Well, it just happened today. Longtime head of Nintendo of America, Reggie, is retiring. So they kind of put up the announcement, and it- it's been memeing across the internet that Reggie is now being replaced by Bowser. The guy replacing him is actually named Doug Bowser. <laughs> You should have it introduced can't be him. Real, can it? Is that why you he should have introduced him like like James yeah. Bond introduces himself? You should have been Bowser. Bowser. Doug Bowser. Doug, Doug Bowser. Bowser. Yeah, this can't this be real. It doesn't work with Doug. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not, if he changed Who's it, trust Doug. It's unfair that he got the job with that name. You know, is he, is he like an older fellow? Like, has he been oh, around since Bowser was invented? Um, I have no idea. Like, was Bowser I'm thinking it was like down to him and one other candidate, yeah. and they picked him because of the name. <laughs> was there no Walu Reggie around? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or is he so young that his parents were like, "Oh, I love Mario. Let's oh. name him Bowser." You know, could be. <laughs> well, that's his last name, or is it? Yeah, no? it's his last name. It's the family name's Bowser. So that's I don't know. generations. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Mark's like, no. <laughs> I'm googling this. I'm googling. <laughs> Looking up his birth certificate, okay. Yeah. Another birth or movement. In the face of Nintendo for so long, so it's it's sad to see him go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Dude, I can get Titanfall two for like twelve dollars. Heck yeah. Dude. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. <laughs> hey, I can get like Destiny five, Destiny like two for like week, seven. <laughs> Where's my mech? Uh. <laughs> you can get um. Uh, oh. Rainbow Six Siege is like twelve dollars on PC. That's another one I never played. Rainbow Six Siege, I a, a lot of people played it. I played it with my cousin two Halloweens ago. They had a zombie outbreak like game mode. I don't know if anybody else played it, but it had like everything. Like you had to, it was tactical, this and that. You had to yeah. take out like zombie hives and this and that or hordes. And dude, it was so awesome. It was out for two months and they took it out as like a seasonal thing. It has never been back. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept that game mode in there. I'd probably be playing it <laughs> at least once a week. Is Rainbow the uh, one where you can like break through walls and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, really good. Cool. Um, I, I got it recently on PlayStation a few months ahead. ago and it's, it's hella fun. Um, it, it's hella. the only, it, it's one of the only e- esports games I'll watch. It's really fun to watch in esports. So um, Bowser is a French name and origin. It's derived from the Norman term boo, sir. I was going to say, I feel like it's not pronounced Bowser, then. Or or Fine Gentleman, 
boucherie, which translates into pretty face. Wow, see, Bowser's getting That's a bad a rap. Look, look, look Bo- you did a little impromptu. Char- you did a Bo- little Char- impromptu. Real person analysis. <laughs> it did say, though, that the American. Are you version- trying to transition us and it not working? Who, me? Oh. Yeah, you. Oh. No, I wasn't trying to. I thought to you were trying to get us Mark, under a character analysis. You and Mark are both here, I realize. <laughs> I can't Sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, okay, the Americanized version of the name is Bonzer, though. So there you go. Uh, okay, okay, I'm muting myself now, so Goku can yeah. actually do his job here. Okay, Goku, why don't you take us through the character analysis? This week we have Sir Arthur, the Silver Knight from the uh, Ghost and Goblin. Yes, this I'm one was so kind interested of a hard in this one, one to do because there's not a lot of information on him. Mm-mm. He does so, fight Satan, though, right? Isn't Satan the main bad guy? Yeah, yes, he is. And, uh, they just skip right to it. So does Brian Boitano. <laughs> I never made it that far. <laughs> Sir Arthur is the. Main I'm talking while I'm muted. Crap. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Really quick. I know I said I'd mute myself, but I don't know what we're talking about, so I feel like I can't. That's good. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? who is this and what is it from? Goblins and what? Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghosts. He was the knight that would, like, if if you. He I don't know hit, what this his is. armor would fly off and he'd just be wearing his underwear. And it was yeah. a side scroller from way back. He had, like, heart boxers. You started with your underwear, right? It was on second. <laughs> Yeah, I'm understanding right. why I don't know this. I'm muting myself again. Go ahead. <laughs> it was a classic game. It was like one of the hardest games of its oh, generation. It really it's was. still yeah. hard. I've never yeah. made it past maybe the second level. Yeah. And it's brutal. He's the main protagonist of the Ghost and Goblin series released by Capcom, first released in 1985. In Japan, the game is known as Mukemura, and the series has spawned countless sequels, spin-offs, and cameos in many other games. Most notably, uh, Super Ghost and Ghouls is a fan favorite of the franchise that was released in 1991 on the... It wasn't Sega? Uh, Super Nintendo, Sega, it was pretty much released. Oh, okay. Uh, the series kind of boils down to Sir Arthur's girlfriend, Princess Prinprin, being captured by Satan, taken to the demon realm, and Sir Arthur needs to save her. It happens. <laughs> Don't be laughing. We love this game. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Princess Prinprin? Yes. That's actually the name of Bell's cat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sir Arthur battles a horde of creatures in the hopes of saving his beloved Prinprin. Equipped with his trusty lance and a suit of armor, Arthur takes part in his extremely difficult journey to save. The series is known to be brutally difficult, having only two hit points and being surrounded by a swarm of enemies at all times. When you finally beat the game, you're greeted with the fact that you need to finish the game a second time, <laughs> only on a harder difficulty to finally be able to save the princess. So trolly. Why would anybody play this? What did uh, you people do to your... <laughs> it was brutal. Apparently, uh, in yeah. uh, Super Ghouls and, Go- and Ghosts, uh, that was released in 1991, Arthur is searching for a weapon to, uh, that can vanquish Lucifer once and for all. He learns <laughs> of the, his kingdom being rebuilt and wants to join the festivities. However, once again, uh, the princess gets taken by uh, to the demon realm. Arthur must now defeat the demon emperor Samael 
and using Prin Prin's goddess's bracelets, uh, Samal is defeated, and the pair are reunited for, at that point, a third time. It's only until 2007 that a new game is added to the franchise, with the release of Ultimate uh, Ghost and Goblins for the PSP. It's also considered to be one of the best games in the franchise, where, again, Princess Primprin gets captured and Arthur needs to save her once again. There are also two iOS games, but people don't really consider them to be part of the main series. They're much easier nature and control scheme. Like I mentioned, not much is known about the personality of Arthur. Uh, this is undoubtedly due to the limited nature of the technology of the earlier game. Uh, he's best known for his sheer courage and determination in the fact of insurmountable odds and terror. In Marvel vs. Capcom 3, uh, he is a playable character and is revealed to be 28 years old, even though he appears to be very much <laughs> With limited information, it's very difficult to analyze uh, Arthur or any part of his personality or behavior. What we, um, we can really see is how he is very uh, perseverant, going through hell and back, literally, on multiple occasions to save the he loves. Uh, his perseverance is linked to uh, what's called dopamine, also known as the reward molecule, uh, as the prize for going through this ordeal for his beloved print print. The same process that can be seen for players in the um, the reward fleeting a level that you've been slogging through for hours releases a surge of dopamine, makes it all worth it at, at the end. A psychological term is called positive behavior reinforcement. Uh, the series difficult uh, is right with it, uh, with the one more try mechanic of I died, I just try one more time, get through uh, that specific level, uh, which makes every time you through it that more satisfying. Other games uh, have also used that same type of mechanic, such as uh, Dark Souls. Like I mentioned, not a lot of information on Sir Arthur, so that kind of encompasses the analysis of uh, of the character. Let's be honest. This game became Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. This was side-scrolling Dark Souls. It was side-scrolling Dark Souls. <laughs> that and Battletoads. Oh, that Battletoads, dude. The, the Wave Runner level of oh. Battletoads. I'm like, just leave it out. Oh my goodness. I can still... Hear the music. Oh, it was awful. I never played Battletoads because I always thought they were like a cheap copy of Ninja Turtles. Or Double Dragon. It was like Double Dragon. <laughs> Double Dragon. I played a lot of Double Dragon. Yeah, I like Kids that. Kids nowadays too. don't know how hard video games were back in the day. Yeah. You know, Only they know is Dark Souls. In Cuphead. elementary, we used to switch, we used to swap video games to school. Mm -hmm. And if you had Ghosts and Ghouls, you would not get anybody to swap with you. Oh, they're like, it's only you one level stuck long. With it. Yeah. <laughs> you were stuck with it forever. Yeah. Princess Primprin screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's only been like rescued one or two times. Did anybody beat this game? Uh, I mean, nope, no. I have not beat that game <laughs> at all. No. If they did, I imagine it to be like the last Starfighter movie, where he got sucked into a portal and became Sir Arthur to save Princess Primprin. Because <laughs> if anybody beat that game, I mean, they deserve an award and credit in that game. For sure. Then I'm a fan of The Last Starfighter and Future Man. <laughs> I think you're the first one in the 21st century to make a Last Starfighter illusion. <laughs> Joe, you watch Future Man? Yeah. Future Man's the best. 
Uh, it's a bomb. The future man's like hilarious. It is. It is disturbing <laughs> on some levels. <laughs> it is really bad too, like in that level. <laughs> it's fantastic. They even make a last Starfighter reference in it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last Starfighter. I watched it when I was younger, but I don't remember the premise. But did you watch Buckaroo Banzai across the fourth dimension? No. Don't. <laughs> All right. You people had a really weird childhood. Because between the, Princess Prin Prin and the Boxer and, and Battletoads, which looks creepy AF. And <laughs> Pickle and Battletoads? Battletoads was an Battletoads awesome game. Awesome. It looks creepy, though. The art I'm, is just... Mm-mm. It is. I never got, got past the scooter. As characters for Killer Instinct on Xbox. Did they really? Oh, that's exciting. Oh, Killer Instinct. I think all these characters were in uh, Ready Player One, right? Rash? Yeah. Something like that. Triple Rash and Zits. That's the name of the Battletoads. That's the name of the... What? This is like... <laughs> this is like the darker side of of Cartoon Network. All it was over a low again. point in the early nineties. <laughs> look at that! Look at that toad. That's, that's, that's literally that's the yeah. picture that made you me. You can say anything about the nineties and justify it by saying, "Oh, that's a low point in the nineties." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the Berlin Wall came down at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the nineties were trying to. Better the eighties, oh, yeah. and they just did yeah. <laughs> no, um, you had the best hairdos in all of the eighties. Time right there. I mean, <laughs> flock of seagulls, man. People are still <laughs> using that. Yeah, the classic. <laughs> Speaking right. of a whole decade in which we needed to take care of ourselves, let's move on to our self care segment. Wow. Bell Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> These segues are just. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so this week we are talking about the idea of unplugging, um, which, especially as gamers, I feel like uh, we suck at. <laughs> but it is, so by unplugging, I literally mean uh, specifically mostly from things like social media, um, I think is one of the most beneficial, but literally just screens in general, getting away from screens for a while. Um, and as both a gamer and a content creator, this is a big struggle for me. Um, we spend... Uh, I mean, just literally in this day and age, we spend so much time in front of screens. Everything we do is in front of screens. You want to look something up. You want to watch something. You want to, I don't know, figure out what you're going to have for dinner. You're going to play a game. It's, it's, you're constantly taking in stuff. And then social media is, uh, you want to talk about something that's very, um, addicting and something you can get obsessive over. <laughs> it's social media and it's numbers on social media. Um, and so just mostly speaking from personal experience here, uh, especially recently, um, I, you guys know, I deal with, um, number of different mental health things, including depression, anxiety, and derealization. And one of the things that I've realized recently is that, um, I have this tendency when I first wake up in the morning, I have a really hard time getting out of bed for all of those reasons. Um, is that a hand raise or a stretch? <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> I thought he was like, hello. I don't like it. I don't either. From here, it looked like he was going to put his... <laughs> put his what? <laughs> Cut out. Okay. I was like... What did, did you hear? Did you, did you like bleep him in... Did, did you bleep him in real time? It's amazing. <laughs> oh, anyway. A stretch. <laughs> Thank you. So, um... In the morning, I have this tendency when I'm trying to get myself to, you know, get up and start the day, 
I have my phone right next to me for my alarm and I grab that and I check Twitter and I check Instagram and I check all these things and I look at the numbers and I compare myself to people and all this kind of stuff. And I realize that I have the time I get stuck in bed longer. And then my like feeling about myself goes down and down and down and down. And then I don't feel very motivated to accomplish things that day. Whereas uh, recently I started challenging myself not to even touch my phone other than to turn off my alarm until around the time when uh, Peyton goes to school, which is a number of hours later, um, which is very hard <laughs> to do. And I, if you guys look at my Twitter, I've not been doing it well. But the few times that I have gotten myself to at least wait until I'm out of bed and showered and bathroom and all that stuff, I started my day off on a foot that isn't compared to other people. It's not taking in negative news that you see if you look on, because that's my other problem. I look at the news feed on mm. Twitter, like the actual I, news stuff. And you started off with like, oh, you know, this happened in this place and this happened here. And I'm like, well, this is a fun way to start my day. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, if you don't consume that stuff at first, you're focused on yourself. You're focused on getting going and choosing what you're going to do in the day. And there's not that comparison. There's not that worry about everything else in the world around you. Um, and it definitely helps. And also, again, as gamers, like, we all got to get outside more, which right now, at least where I live, is really hard because it's winter constantly, non-ending. It's the bane of my existence right now. But it's important, you know, to 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 take in the world outside of what the Internet is telling us constantly. Um, and it is sometimes really amazing what it can do for your mental state to just step away for a while. Um, like uh, or like just communication with people in person. Like, and we talked about this the other week too, when with uh, anxiety stuff. And I was like, I go to an actual like convention or something, and I realize how little I communicate with people in person anymore. I mean, even like my own husband will be in the house with me, and I'll be in the bedroom. And instead of getting up out of bed to be like, "Hey, I'm feeling floaty today. How are you doing?" I'll text him <laughs> because I can then stay in bed longer, and it's convenient. It's there, um, and. Uh, so getting away from that, step away. If you're feeling overwhelmed with stuff, um, instead of, of going to the internet uh, or mobile devices or whatever as a, an escape, try try something else away from it for a little bit. Even if it's just an hour, you know, I get people use it for their jobs and stuff too, but like you can just set aside some time to get away from it and find, it'll, it's amazing what you will realize you actually want to do when you're not looking at that too, like you get more creative, you, you make art, you do all sorts of other stuff when you're not like green in your face. So do you, anyway, you guys watch modern family ever the show modern family. Mm -hmm. So there's a character on there named Haley and she's like the, you know, the, the teenager that's obsessed with social media and like all that stuff. Like, and there was one episode where she broke her phone and she couldn't get another one. Mm -hmm. And she starts like staring at butterflies and reading books and just like enjoying life so much, you know, and that, you know, the, the big payoff at the end of the joke is like, she gets another one and immediately like, just as yep. like glued to it again. <laughs> uh, I posted a link in our show chat here. Um, I don't know how to get that onto Twitch if you guys could do it, but it's a, there's a, a computer scientist named Cal Newport. Uh, he wrote an article for GQ, but he's writing, he wrote books. I've ordered his books because I, I was really uh, enthralled by this article. Um, why we'll look back at our smartphones like cigarettes and, and it's a little bit extreme, mm -hmm. but he's saying that the, uh, basically the, the amount of, uh, 
concentration the average person can muster for a period of time has been reduced by the fact that we're the way that we consume media is just so like, you know, we keep scrolling and like we're looking at everything, you know, so quickly and, and, and like the average person can't put it down and concentrate, actually concentrate on things. Um, and so he's proposing digital minimalism, which is like you basically kind of do a, a, a blackout on that kind of thing. And then you build it back up slowly. Like you, it gives you a, a chance to recenter and basically think about what is important to you. What you, what do you actually want to do? Right. What is, imp what, what do you want to spend your time on? Uh, because you're right. Like I do the same thing. Like I'll wake up in the morning and start like scrolling through Instagram. Like, and I, it, you know, then I'm in bed an extra 20 minutes. I could have just yep. got up and started my day. So or at night too, at night trying yeah. to fall asleep and you're like scrolling and scrolling and it's like, just, just one more, just one more. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is to look at, um, I know iPhones have it and I think Androids are to have it. Oh, your usage thing. Yeah. The yeah. screen time that gives you breakdowns and what apps you get, how frequently. I don't want to see my. <laughs> It's going to be depressing if I look here. Yeah. yeah, my phone tells me every few days. It's like, you passed. You looked at, like, if I go over what I did the week before, it will, like, you just pass how much you looked at your phone last week. So oh, interesting. Usually I just scroll over it, like, really That's fast. That's cool. <laughs> there's, there's apps, too, that, uh, like, there's, like, ones where it's, like, something about, like, growing plants or something like that, and the more that you're using your phone and doing stuff, it actually kills the plants in your game. Whereas the more time you spend not using your phone, um, they are healthier. <laughs> oh, I I just kill plants anyway. Well, I, right. I mean, if it's not, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's kind of interesting that we we're making apps on our phones to get to us stop to spend us from less using time on our phone. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 pretty fortunate. Like with it, even when I work from home. But like when when I work at the office, my Company's pretty good about like, hey, if you need to go take a break, go take a break whenever. It's fine, very flexible. And like, I we work in like a nice like uh, office park or whatever, and uh, so like I, I make a point like when I go and do that, like I, I take I take like a long walk around like one of those like walking trails and like, but I always leave my phone. Mm. Um, and it's like like I said, I work with my wife, and so we usually go on those. Uh, together so it's not just us awkwardly looking at our phones walking together right you know um but now how it's you, what's how that? you get your music what's that <laughs> how do you get your music out there they make their well own well like we, we we both work on <laughs> i don't know different. what to do with this <laughs> we both work on on like completely separate teams and all of our coworkers are in california and we're here on the east coast so like while we're working in the office, we always have our earbuds in anyway, listening to podcasts or listening to music. So it's good to like take those out while going like a year or 20 minute walk. Like, like as an example, um, in the last seven days, I've used my phone on average about two and a half hours per day. Dude, that is so low. I'm sorry. Compared to what I'm sure. Uh, my I'm like, <laughs> he's such a Canadian pillar of. <laughs> On average, I pick up my phone 90 times, and I oh have God. 327 Whoa. notifications per day. Wow. I'm but that's still that. counting days at work where I'm with clients all day. If it be a week on vacation, it'd be sky high. Why you made me look at my... Oh, 300 and some notifications. What the hell are you doing? 10 hours, 25 what? minutes per day. I've Maybe got, I've, it's the uh, baby monitor. I'm on two seconds. Oh. I just turned it on. 
Take that. I think this week is because I was working on, on some of the art and stuff like that. But it counts everything. I'm going to tell myself that. And it transfers, <laughs> say if you have a, an iPad, it transfers over to the iPad as well. So you can't cheat. Mm. Mm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. My and phone doesn't parent, tell me that. You can monitor stuff. Your, your kids' stuff. So it's going to be good for the coming yeah. monitor. I just like, you know, we, I feel like oftentimes we, we look back at our childhood and think about like, oh, look, fun stuff we did, like the playing outside and doing this and that and stuff. And like, we, I think we often excuse it as that was because we were kids. Now we're adults and we have other responsibilities. But I think a huge part of it is just we spend that free time that we do have doing things like with screens and stuff instead of being out and, and, and doing those. It's a generational shift. And yeah. I and we're in that weird in between, I feel like. <laughs> on a, uh, another show regarding and the impact that it's having on... Uh, on Maybe we should make an episode about that because it uh, definitely affects mental health, too. So, I mean, you know, yep. maybe, maybe we could. I don't know if I'm I ready. Like <laughs> <laughs> we can take a note of of that to, to make a episode regarding... <laughs> we, can, we can do a charity stream for it. Don't watch it, though. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you still doing here? Go outside. <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> we should do one of those, like, you, like, do the 5K for some kind of charity. Like, gamers do a 5K, but we all, like, live stream it on Twitch while we're walking. Oh, man. <laughs> that would cool. We a lot of passed out quality. <laughs> we get like one K and we're like, oh, yeah. just all the, all the nerds will, 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 will be watching you like nerds. <laughs> Most of you have read uh, Ready Player One. You remember that program that he had on his on his rig mm-hmm. where he had to actually exercise for mm-hmm. long oh, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. his heart rate up for so many minutes. Yeah, before it unlocked and he could. We're heading there. <laughs> He wanted awesome. to delete it so bad after like the first I day, know, right? but then after after a while, he just kept it. Yeah, fantastic, um, fantastic self care topic though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Make sure you keep. Oh, that was so adorable, uh, Joey. Uh, no. Oh For the listeners, no. you missed it. Uh, live stream got to Twitch see that, clip, but uh, Twitch clip right there. <laughs> Bell's husband came in and uh, gave her. Gave her a smooch goodnight. Good dude. We gotta get Joe in. Yeah, they want you on the show. Not right now. We don't no, want good. you right now. <laughs> no, no. No, we don't want you. He's like, wait, they want me what? <laughs> just for kisses, though. <laughs> Say it like Marge Simpson's mm. sisters, just like that. Good <laughs> 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 Oh, man. <laughs> I'm anyway, so, I'm so crying. Sweet. Um, I think that kind of wraps us up. I think, um, uh, Goku will have a fun morning. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> many coffees will be drunk. Uh, yes, sir. Um, before we do our boring nonsense, uh, Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Mark Square underscore or at Mark Wilhelm underscore, depending on what type of art you want to see. Um, my art blog goes out every Monday, uh, dishesanddragons.com. Fantastic. Awesome. Really. Thanks for having me on, guys. Had a great time. Thanks for coming coming on. Thanks for, thanks for keeping Bell in line. Not really. And that reminds (laughs) me. Wait, don't go away just yet. I turned my camera off just so I could do that. I went out here and dug it out and that will be your your nice housewarming oh, gift thank it's you oh i appreciate it 
It's not the uh, ones that you saw at Guardian Con, the Brian Monkis one, the uh, like eight by tens. This is a uh, really awesome quality paper print yeah. of it. So it, this will be coming your way this time next week. You should yeah. have it. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, but thank you all for joining the project this week. You can reach us uh, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Just search a Project Guardians. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can uh, email us at uh, uh, projectguardians um, at gmail.com, or you can still email us at gmail.com. doesn't matter. We'll still get them. Uh, we have an awesome Discord with um, uh, a great support network in there, lots of resources, um, and just some awesome people. If uh, It's a safe space, so anyone can join it, and it's Pretty sweet. Um, we also have this awesome website, projectguardians.org, um, which does have all our socials on there as well, resources on there, links to the podcast, everything. Um, listen to us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Just search for uh, St. 14 Project Podcast. Um, but, and for us, uh, Dr. Goku, where can people find you? They can find me anywhere online at SSJ5Goku28. Uh, PSN or Discord, Twitter. Uh, check my YouTube in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm going to be posting a couple videos, uh, hopefully within sometime in March, uh, with a new series that I have in mind. And they're probably going to be posting our website as well. So mm-hmm. kind of keep an eye out for that. Fantastic. We're excited for that. Um, uh, Belle, where can people get you? Bell Bunny, everywhere on the internet. Or at least all the friendly for workplace. You always make this part there so awkward. Go. I do. <laughs> it's my goal now. Like, even if I know how to do it not awkward, I have to do it awkward. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just making everyone want to check now. <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave where, where, where can people find you in your MySpace and your only farmers and all that? <laughs> FarmersOnly.com is that what? I see Dave anywhere on the internet. Um, this is artists only. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely Instagram, Twitter, PlayStation Network, and plenty of fish. Ooh, it's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Getting around, Dave. I don't think you guys know. <laughs> what plenty of fish? Joe, where, where can people get you? Uh, you can find me at Average Joe two two seven on Twitter. PSN website and 1,246 different Discord servers. <laughs> True that. Um, thing for me, uh, I'm just about everywhere. Uh, just search Sentinel Dad on Twitter, extra D on the end, Twitch, Instagram, all the places. Um, uh, but again, thank you for joining the project this week. And uh, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Remember, you are not blue. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Uh, Okay, bye. bye. bye.